Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. Gina Guzman, a CEO, lawyer, author, and woman business owner here to help navigate you through the law, your business, and life as a leader. For today's episode, I have with me Dr. Allison Tindler. Dr. Tindler is a board-certified ophthalmologist and the owner of Art Vision, an artisan skin and laser center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're going to talk about running a successful woman-owned business. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Tindler. Oh, it is my pleasure, Gina. So when I when I heard that this was an opportunity, I was just really grateful. So I appreciate you asking me to come on board and and just chit chat a little bit um, about about business. Could you start by introducing yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background? Great. Uh, thank you. I am a so yes by training. I am an ophthalmologist, which means that I do eye surgery and uh, went to medical school, uh, I should say, born and raised in South Dakota, so there's, there's, there's home. And uh, throughout my time, um, not only do I practice ophthalmology and do surgery, but I also uh, own a skin and laser center, so get to work a lot on the aesthetic side, um, helping people see themselves better, as well as helping them see the world better, which also is, yes, one of my, one of my values and missions. So. Outstanding. Can you share with our listeners your journey to starting your own business, Art Vision and Artisan Skin? How did you get to the point where you launched your own company? Well, there's there's no launching of anything without a few hurdles um, and maybe a few, you know, jumping off cliffs at the same time and, and hoping that somebody catches you or something catches before you fall and hit the ground. Um, so as I started... Um, thinking about that. Um, there was a kind of a time in my career, I'd been in a partnership practice for about 15 years, and uh, um, there kind of came a time when there was a, a little, I want to say, kind of cross in the road, like which way are you going to go? And do I, you know, I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur. <laughs> that wasn't in my vocabulary. Owning my own business was not something that I was going to. Uh, that, that wasn't going to be part of my uh, my my world, especially by myself even. Um, but how things things happened and and figuring out, okay, I can either stay where I'm at and feel like I am. Oh, what do I want to say? Not living fully who I am or being maybe made to feel I wasn't right to live who I was and how I wanted to do things and how I saw the world. And that kind of led to a crossroads of saying, all right, um, here we go. And so um, it was kind of sink or swim and uh, didn't have a whole lot of time to, to pull off, uh, you know, kind of opening a, a new office and center. Um, so yes, I was not like an entrepreneur by, by birth or anything like that. It was, um, but it, it's been good. Um, it's been good to realize and be um, empowered to 
to see this happen, to see this business grow, um, to interact with so many amazing other entrepreneurs inside and outside of my industry. And so it's, uh, that's kind of how it, how it happened. It wasn't planned. It just kind of, it was a, it was a forceful jumping off of a cliff and um, hoping that I had a few people coming along with me and hoping we landed. <laughs> so I love the way that you put that. It's a great analogy. I think a lot of business owners feel like they jumped off a cliff and can relate to that. I've got a, a saying, um, I, I mean, with my faith, there's a, there's a saying that I have. It was, um, I have it in my office. God is within her. She will not fall. And I looked at that a lot. I'm like, all right, I, and if I fall, I'm going to be okay. And I think that knowledge of, of like, all right, I'm going to jump. Um, I've got some support to jump with me, but so if I do fail, okay, I failed, but, um, I, I felt like we could make it, make it happen. What challenges do you think are unique to women that they have to overcome in order to be successful in starting a business? Well, if they're anything like me, um, first one is self-doubt. <laughs> so, so um, overcoming the fact that you know, I think you need to get out of your own head, and and you know, get over your own hurdles that you are placing in front of yourself. Not necessarily that somebody else is placing in front of you, but the ones that you you put in yourself. And you can use the words. Uh, sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. The the phrase imposter syndrome, um, but. I certainly feel that. I continue to feel that. Um, I, I talk about that with others um, that I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to own a business. How do you do this? I've never had to pay employees. What do you? How, how do you make this happen? All these little things, and and trying to say like, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. And what's been great is how much, yeah, yes, how much I've learned, how much I realize I have yet to learn. Um, but you also then are now, I think, more adept at, all right, I can take this risk now. I know I can get through this. What's, uh, I'm going to be okay on the other side, whether it's a win or a loss, I'm still going to be okay. And, and we're going to get through. I also think that getting over, uh, feeling like everything has to be perfect, um, not everything has to be perfect when you, you know, start a business. We women like to be perfect and have everything in line and all our everything figured out before we jump in, and that just isn't how it always works. It was messy, um, and I don't like messes, <laughs> but it was it was messy to have to figure that out. Um, feeling like it's okay to say I don't know. Um, there's a lot of I don't knows that I think women don't like saying I don't know or to tell others that they don't know they want to have an answer and so to feel confident that it's okay to say those things um, and then I think a challenge is um, I didn't have a lot of um, kind of as I started going on the entrepreneur journey didn't have a lot of mentors didn't have a lot of other people in my field and uh, trying to get over myself again of saying like I need to reach out I need to do this this little introverted side of me is like I don't want to reach out I don't know how to reach out I don't know who to reach out to and just starting and each time it's like then it gets easier and reaching out to you know even particularly like a, a female so a challenge you know find a, a female mentor who's been there who's done that and who you've admired and just say hey can I can I sit and visit with you this is what I'm going through and you need someone you need someone to be able to share and just kind of word vomit out on and with.
And I think that's why we've connected too. It's not as though we're in the same industry by any means, but in no. a lot of respects, uh, there really aren't a lot of women that are dominating in our industries. And I know for me, being one of the uh, largest female owned law firms in the country, it seems kind of crazy to say that now, but you just have to kind of work your own path and find other women that are, are doing the same thing, even in their own industry. And I, I look at you too, Gina, as somebody who, when I met you and I heard about you and I saw what you were doing with your business, it's like, that someone, that someone is you, um, who I admire and I would love to get to know better to see what your path has been, what your journey has been, what are some of the, the um, wins, losses, uh, thoughts that you've had as far as your business growth, not just business growth, but personal growth, because I think as you grow your business, you grow yourself. And, and that's the, that's just as fun as actually doing the business is, is seeing that transformation within, within ourselves. So. Absolutely. And I, I agree with you completely that believing in yourself is the most important part. And once you can get through that, then others can start to follow. Yes. Yes. So have you had to overcome any gender norms in your career to become the rock star woman leader that you are today? First of all, I don't know about rock star woman, so thank you. <laughs> so still kind of getting over getting over that as, as potentially being seen as somebody that others might now look up to um, as you're forging your own path. Um, so, so rock star, I look at others and, and say that too, and I still have a difficulty um, thinking about that as, as somewhere that I might be. So thank you. That was very kind. Well, you're very um, humble. <laughs> <laughs> you, which gets me in trouble once in a while. I'm not a self-promoter, and that is, that is, a, that is a concern um, for being a proponent for myself and my business. Gender norms. Um, I've got a couple examples that, I, uh, that come to mind. You know, let's say when I went through school, I'm not sure about yourself, but as I went through school, um, med school, actually, there's a lot of women, female physicians. We're about 50-50 represented um, in medical school. When I got to residency, started off 50-50. By the time I was done, I was one woman of 12. So I'm very used to being around men. I'm very used to having men colleagues. I'm very used to in industry uh, meetings. I'm very used to, to working um, with male colleagues. However, I still think there's a little power imbalance between, um, yes, I've worked there whole, you know, my whole life. There's a lot of women that have been in my position and even entrepreneurs too, but I still think there's a little power imbalance when you get around the table. Um, so uh, I still feel that, whether that's myself and maybe men, I, I wonder if there's an unconscious bias that they don't really notice that. Um, I don't know, but it is, it is real. Um, it, it, it's definitely perceived on our end. Um, one of my most recent examples uh, where I really felt this was in my own office here, my own, my own building. We were doing a um, training for one of the new technology devices that I purchased. And my husband happens to work in the same office. And so he was in his office and the male, uh, the male trainer uh, I'm all, all of us are in the room ready to go. And he's like, well, should we wait for the, should we wait for the doctor? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that would be me. I am the owner, you know? So it was just like, <laughs> okay, there's one of those, you know, purely uh, stereotypical gender biases that, that still happens in, in medicine. So I thought that was kind of a, a, a 
and that's the most recent example that comes to comes to mind. And recently at a at a meeting, there was a at industry events cocktail hour, and my husband, who was also there, he's like, "Do you realize you are the only female physician here? Like, you're the only female entrepreneur here in this, right? You know, right now." And I'm like, "Wow, you know, I really didn't pay attention, but he noticed, which was a which was an interesting thing." I know for me, I always get uh, asked, well, not always, but on occasion I'll get asked, so is your dad a lawyer, um, your uncle, your husband? And I know by the time they've asked me a couple of different roles, they're wondering who started the Gooseman Law Firm, because certainly it couldn't have been me. Oh, <laughs> wow. And, and so yet- I, I will put them out of their misery after the second person that they ask me about, and I'll just let them know, no, oh, I started that's the firm, fair. and yeah. <laughs> the Gooseman's me. <laughs> You know, however, I think when somebody meets you and, and you know, gets to even visit with you for just a little bit, they're like, oh, yeah, she was the one. <laughs> She's the one and she has it. She just that ability to be able to do that. And you're, you're going to knock it out of the park. So, Well, and I, I think it's uh, important to turn your uh, maybe that that is unique into a strength. And we've talked a little bit about that, too, is. Being different can be one of your greatest advantages. And yeah. I know for me, I, I've used that uh, throughout my career as, as a differentiator. I like that yes. I'm not exactly like everyone else on every other uh, law firm yeah. corner. So I think any way that you've seen where you've been able to differentiate yourself because you're a female in the business? I think how, which which again kind of led to my original crossroads of me deciding I, I was going to go out on my own and, and do my own business is that um, that, you know, I am a female, I do think different, I see patients different, I see things different, how I look at beauty is different, how I look at, um, you know, the patient as a, as, a, as a whole is just unique. I can walk into a room and sense that something's not quite right, you know, they might have said something um, to my staff, but when I get there, I'm like, I can just look. I mean, that's like an intuition, that's a feel, that, that's a unique thing. And as far as gifts, I mean, there's, I've never quite walked to the same, you know, drumbeat as others either. You just kind of are your own. You own it, and you you um, you don't feel bad about it. Um, and uh, that leads to, you know, an office. You know, a solo female ophthalmologist, uh, let alone solo uh, medical practitioner, is a little strange <laughs> in our day and age. And to have a medical office that's more boutique, retail uh, oriented, I wanted it to feel more like you're walking into a nice swanky hotel and you're greeted and you're made to feel special. And no matter who you are coming in, you are our guest. And that's, that's um, you know, that's a unique. And I wanted it to have some flair. I wanted it to have, you know, truly art. Um, my, my initials are Alice and Renee Tendler, but so the art and art vision, artisan skin and laser, um, we needed some art flair. Um, I have a little flair. We need, like you have your red. Um, I usually have, I have got, you've got to have some bright colors and some flair and bring that little, I was once told I was quirky. And so now I'm going to take that quirky and use it again, like you said, to your advantage to help build your brand and who you are and how you speak and interact with your clients, your staff, and just the overall feel and vibe of how you want your business to run. I love it. So 
What advice would you give to other young women entrepreneurs who are thinking about their own big vision for the future and how they could get going in their careers in this way? What's great about, I think, where you are and I are, we're, we're still, I mean, you're a little further along in your you know, entrepreneur journey than, than I am, but some of the things that I've learned, I've had years of, of practice under my belt, too. Um, and one thing I would, you know, I've got a, I've got a, a list, but um, seeking out others. So I talked about that, that mentor, you know, finding a champion for you, finding somebody who you feel comfortable just spewing out things, who's not going to judge how you happen to think, and this is going on. And you also, some people can do that within their own business, but not if you're already the CEO, not if you're already there. You need to find somebody in in another segment, another industry, um, and, and being okay, even though, like, again, I'm a, I'm a slightly on the introverted side, uh, that's a little hard for me. But to also know that that's hard and force it to happen, it's like, no, you need to do this um, and you'll be okay. Um, I also think like honoring just yourself and who you are and the why and the passion behind what you have is worthy in and of its own. Your dream doesn't have to be somebody else's dream. Um, so whatever that means for you, uh, I think you're going to be okay. And I think somebody even just telling you, you know, telling me that you're going to be okay was just completely worthy. You might look at me like, oh, she's, she already has this. Why would she have left? Why would she have started this? Um, and it's like, you are going to be okay. And those few words from a champion who's in your corner means the world to give you some confidence and an empowerment. Um, I could probably go on for a little while, but, but another key factor, I think, in starting your business is having somebody, a, a staff member, a couple staff members, somebody who you have, have hired to be on your, your team and uh, have that passion, know where your dream is going, and be able to kind of go through roadblocks for you and for your business um, because you really can't do it all on your own. And also that realization that it, it's too much and you don't have to do it all on your own. Um, you sometimes need to hire somebody um, to help, which, which makes your life, your life better too. Um, and I think uh, getting involved in the community. So finding community events, whether it's fundraisers, whether um, in Sioux Falls we have um, uh, sales and marketing executives, you've got the chamber, you've got other things. So finding whatever that is in your community and becoming a, a member. And even, you know, again, my introverted side, I don't like large groups, <laughs> can't stand large groups. So I don't get that intimate one-on-one. -on -one. And so when I go into those situations, I tell myself, find that, you know, find one or two people and start just having a conversation, get out of your shell a little bit, and those then start making inroads and lead you. So if you can do that a few times, um, still working within who you are as a personality, but also realizing that's a flaw sometimes, and, and um, recognizing that, and just small things do make a difference over time. Um, you're not gonna get there right away, but, um, but Take, take those uh, getting involved in the community and meeting, you know, just meeting people, whether it's a wine event, I don't know, whatever it is, um, those things will, will start to move, um, move your business forward as well. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tindler, for sharing your insights with our listeners today. I want to thank everyone for listening and remind you to go make it worth it. Goodbye. Thanks. Thanks, Gina. 
Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at goosemanlaw.com.